Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Cheyenne Dunham, and I want to welcome you to the November 15th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Today, I'm joined by Tom Guinan, and he is going to give us a recap of the markets this week. Tom? Sure, Cheyenne. For the day, December 19 corn closed at 371 and a quarter, which was down four and a half, but that is off six for the week. December 2020 corn finished at 395 and three quarters, down three and a quarter, and for the week was down five and a quarter. January soybean futures ended today at 918 and a quarter, which was up one and a half for the day, but for the week lost 12 and three quarters. And November 2020 soybeans ended at 953 and a quarter, up one and a quarter, but for the week are down 14 cents. Cheyenne, I think it was kind of surprising to see beans up just a penny or so after the NOPA report was issued this morning, which showed just over 175 million bushels of soybeans being crushed during October. That compares to an expected range of 157 to 173 million bushels. So we were above the top end of that range. The other thing to note here is that soy oil stocks dropped during the month, even with that large amount of beans being crushed. Well, Tom, I think the big story this week is the lack of a big story. There's a saying in the industry that the bull needs to eat every day, and that certainly has not been happening this week. We do have a lot of stories that we're following, but none that are close enough to a conclusion that we really know what to do with the info right now. Some of these stories are the ongoing negotiations with China, or the lack thereof. Right. The impeachment concerns. Will we? Won't we? The ongoing weather concerns. Will this harvest ever end? The ongoing propane issues. We have had two more states declaring emergencies this week. And the strong stock market. How much higher can it go this year? So we've got those and a few more to discuss as we walk through the bull bear factors. So let's begin. Well, Cheyenne, on the bull factors for corn, um, that harvest progress in the U.S. continues to lag. It was estimated at 66% as of Sunday versus 85% on average. In Iowa, we're pretty similar at 64% versus 86% on average. Illinois was 71% versus 93% on average, with Minnesota at 63% versus 87% on average. Every week we get a little closer, but we're still way behind. Believe it or not, corn exports moved into the bull column this week. At a little more than 22 million bushels, it was almost double last week and near the upper end of expectations. We're still behind the normal export pace, but it is good to see them increasing. Another item to keep an eye on is the increasing demand for eggs in China. Several years ago, someone asked me this question. What if every person in China ate one more egg per year? Well, the answer eventually is the demand for corn would definitely increase. Well, it seems that with the ongoing issues with the African swine fever and the pork supply decreasing, more eggs are being consumed by Chinese, and that's how they're getting their protein. We'll see how that impacts corn demand as we go forward. Well, Tom, on the bear side for corn, I'm going to keep ethanol in the bear factors again this week, despite the fact that the production has increased for the seventh straight week. This is because of the same issue as last week. Ethanol production is really lagging last year. Even though corn exports have increased, there are still other places around the globe where corn is cheaper for the importing countries. We read this week of the Ukraine connecting on a large sale of corn to China. And a recent look at the December corn futures chart shows that we've lost more than 20 cents in the past 30 days. Well, switching over to the soybean side for bull factors, exports continue to be strong, even though they dropped to 48.9 million bushels down from that 54.4 million bushels the previous week, that's good. For the year, we are still outpacing the same period last year. Soybean harvest continues to lag the five-year average. Nationally, as of Sunday, the estimate was 85% 
versus 92% on average. In Iowa, we're supposedly 91% done versus 96% on average. There are several things on the Bears' side I would consider, first and foremost being this ongoing saga with the U.S. and China. It now appears that the two sides are much further apart than what was thought even a week ago. Now, we hear that China wants to roll back tariffs jointly, and the U.S. wants China to commit to a specific dollar amount of ag products annually. For now, it doesn't look like there will be any document to sign if and when the leaders of both countries are in the same place at the same time. Earlier this week, we heard that the largest milk producer in the country, Dean Foods, had filed for bankruptcy. The issue here is the ongoing decline in the U.S. for cow's milk. This, in turn, leads to less demand for soybean meal. And the past 30 days, we've seen a decline in the January soybean futures of more than 35 cents. Tom, on our What to Watch For in our upcoming events, next Thursday, November 21st, is the date when the U.S. government runs out of money. There is talk of a bipartisan effort to push this back another 30 days or so, but if that fails, we could be facing another government shutdown. With everything else going on in Washington, I wonder how big of a priority this is going to be. And Thanksgiving is coming up in a couple of weeks on Thursday the 28th. We're working toward a special bull bear banter episode for that week, so stay tuned for some more details there. As far as why does all this matter, as we begin to see more and more people wrap up their harvest, thoughts will soon turn to marketing the balance of the crop that is unsold. I continue to be a firm believer in offers. Let's put some thought into where you'd like the cash market to be for the corn and soybeans you own and get some offers working, whether that is stored in your bins at home or in the elevator. And if you're in that place where you wish you could have sold or would have sold or should have sold last week when the corn price was 10 cents higher, let's talk about a bonus premium. It's a little complicated to go into all the details here, but at the end of the day Friday, it would look something like this. We would give you an extra dime on our cash price for 5,000 bushels of corn if you would give us an offer at $4.06 on the December 2020 futures. That offer would expire on July 31st. So at the close on that date, if the December 2020 futures are at or above 406, you would owe us another 5,000 bushels for new crop delivery at 406, and then you have to figure in the basis. And if we're below 406, you get to keep that 10 cents. This is something we definitely want you to understand completely, so please talk to your local grain marketing advisor for more information. I think that's all we have for you this week. We appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter as part of the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at landiscooperative.com. Our tagline, bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market, continues to make sense. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll be back again next week. Mm-hmm.